Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. I'm very, very happy to welcome the one and only Doug Pennick from the great band King's X on my show. We're going to get to know him and catch up with what he's doing nowadays. So, yeah. Mr. Pennick, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit more about yourself. A little bit more. I don't know what to say. It's like there's so much to say and so little to say at the same time. I'm just a guy that makes music and been doing it my whole life and made a living at it and uh, you know against all odds i'm still doing what i do and paying my bills <laughs> you got one of the greatest voices in music and man what i've read you played a 12 string bass guitar well i use a 12 string on you know maybe uh a, not that many songs but it's a 12 string bass uh Tom Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick, he's the guy that originated it. And he plays them exclusively. If you ever see Cheap Trick, it's always a 12-string bass playing. Um, and uh, I've always loved his sound. And we went on tour with Cheap Trick back in 88. And um, he let me plunk on his bass one day. And I went, wow. And um, one thing went to led to another. And I got me a couple. And... And uh, the first couple videos that King's X did, I played the 12 string in the videos, which kind of made people take notice because people had really never noticed a 12 string before. And there are this guys, this black guy with a mohawk with a 12 string singing. So it was like people thought that I came up with this 12 string, but I didn't. I had nothing to do with it. But it's a beast and I love to play it. And you're originally from Illinois and you ended up in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Dude, we, we moved to Texas in 85. Wow, 85. Yeah, wow. When yeah. was that? That was <laughs> <laughs> ancient. <laughs> I think that was my freshman year of high school. Oh, bless your heart. God, what happened? <laughs> well, we just kind of, oh, it's, I'm blown away by just time. Yeah. Because I've been here long enough now to see what it's done to us all, good and bad. And it's just um it's just a life changing uh what do you call it? Uh reality experience, that's what I could say. <laughs> and ever since then, you've been part of all kinds of projects. I've played, yeah. played with uh was it George Lynch? TXM, yeah. TXM. And I had PGP, which was Eric Gills and Thomas Pridgen. And um, what else? There was, uh, oh, yeah, Grinder Blues with uh, Scott and uh, J-Bo Billman, two brothers. Um, we put a little band together. It's kind of like a ZZ Top boogie kind of band, two down to B. It's a lot of fun. And we put two records out. Um, so PGP's got two records out. KXM's got three records out, I think. Um, Got another project with a guy named Gary Myrick and uh, he plays guitar. Remember the song? She talks in stereo. She sounds so yeah. um, got Hooked up with him and we did an EP. We're called MPH, which is Myrick, Pinnick, and Hanson, which is Mike Hanson, who's the drummer. So that's another one. That'll be, in fact, we've got two singles out right now. You can find them up on, on, uh, on the streaming. And, we, and the rest of the record will be out soon. And what else? My goodness. My solo record's coming out soon. Um, I'm finishing that up. Um, I put out my naked record. It's called, I put it out about 
12 years ago, I think it was. And, and I put it out on my own. So not too many people knew about it, but, uh, I got a record company, uh, Rat Pack actually to, uh, release it on vinyl. So I remixed the whole record and remixed it for vinyl. So it's not all brick walled and smashed in your face. So people can put it, put it on a record player and listen to it. So that came out about a couple months ago. So, I mean, I think there's even more stuff I'm doing. I just never stop. It's so much fun. Oh, I played bass on this tune that Slash wrote with um, Chester Bennington played or sang vocals on it and Slash played guitar and I played bass and uh, Matt Starr played drums. And that came out uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, and you, I, if you just look up Slash, I think that'll that might lead you to it but uh yeah i'm always busy it's fun and you did a tribute to Jimi hendrix at one point oh yeah that was fun too they two two songs didn't get on it because i screwed up the lyrics like one word and they had a problem with that and i can't even believe i i let that go or i i i didn't notice that but we worked real hard on that record the hendrix record we tried to make it sound almost identical to the real record just for the fun of it to, to try to do it only because, I mean, everybody's doing Hendrix tributes and they're all doing their own thing, trying to, you know, doing their thing, saying, you know, this is a Hendrix song, but this is me. I'm doing my licks and my thing on it. And I'm going, that's all cool. You know, I said, but this time I think, let's just do a record that sounds like Hendrix and try to do it the way he did it. And I always, I, I sing like him anyway. I mean, I, I can imitate him and fill in it like almost to a T. So I thought this is going to be fun. And, um, there are times when I listen to Hendrix now that I hear him sing something and I think it's me only because I sound like him. <laughs> and I just go, oh, my God, I can't believe how much I imitate this guy. And we are on the same kind of wavelength vocally, you know. So I don't know. It's, it's, all, it's all the fun of the game of making music and, and feeling a part of it. You know? What's been the most significant album that you've played on so far? You know, I don't know. There's been so many. I mean, I did it, not just the Hendrix tribute record that I did, but I was on Eddie Kramer's tribute to Hendrix um, with Buddy Miles and a few other people on that record. And I sang uh, Burning the Midnight Lamp. Um, and uh, goodness, I mean, and I've done a lot of tribute records with people. Like I did uh, Light Up the Sky by Van Halen. I did uh, David Lee Roth. I did my best... <laughs> <laughs> to do him because I tried to do Doug and it Doug didn't work. And so I said, I'm going to have to really listen to what this guy is doing. And when I broke it down, I'm going, oh, my God, he sings and talks and kind of like he talks his singing. And it's a whole style that's his own thing. It's like vaudeville. And I had to sit down there and just really break it down and learn his inflections and how he said his words and sung them at the same time. It was it was a learning experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, I did a, uh, did a, what, what is it? Uh, uh, Aerosmith, uh, down on the other side, I think it was it down on the other side. I think that's the name of it. And I did me a Steven Tyler the best I could, even the scream and the screeches, you know, it's, it's all a lot of fun. People ask me to, to do those kind of things because it's always a challenge for me, um, to try to do it like they did it. To, to try to learn their essence of it. Because, you know, because when you're imitating somebody, comedians or people that uh, 
that do parodies of other people. You have to find those little idiosyncrasies that people don't notice, but that's what creates the person and who they are. And so you got to find those little subtle little things to give that. Remember, uh, I remember watching Rocky Horror Picture Show and and Tim Curry, that's his name, I think, the guy that was Rocky Horror. Tim Curry? Yes, the looks in his eyes and the way he said things. And it was like just the little twitches. It was just so convincing, you know, and those are the things you have to look for. And I'm a, I'm a guy that, you know, I don't mean to look at detail, but it's just a common thing. I just, I just notice everything going around me. And, um, and so you kind of, it's like imitating people when they talk. It's like, if I'm around you long enough, I can imitate you. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll turn around and say something and someone will go, man, it sounds just like him. You know, and it's just it's just a gift that I have. I mean, I think it comes along with singing. You know, I think, you know, it's just even with my voice, I can morph it into different things, you know, to get my point across. I can scream, I can yell, I can be soft and I can twist my voice up. I can sound gravelly, you know, so I think it's all of a part of the art of the voice. What would you say is the highlight of your career? There is, um, you know, I'd have to really think about that, uh, about my favorites, because I can't remember a favorite record I played on. But one of my biggest experiences playing in a band was playing Woodstock on 94. That was like, wow. I mean, it was like right at where we were doing our thing on MTV you know, we had Dogman was out, 90s was happening, you know, everybody was out there going, everybody was pushing each other, everybody was friends. Um, it, it was just a whole new era the 90s were, and and just being able to play Woodstock 94, which for me, I mean, I was 44 years old at that point, and so the first Woodstock, I was 19. I didn't go to it, but I do remember the the feeling in the in the the newness of us young people having our own festival and having some place to go to we didn't know that there was that many people that listened to rock and roll we really didn't when this was there was a half a million people i'm going wow there's an army of us out there you know and it was like really really exciting um so playing woodstock 94 was very special for me and and there was just so many people, uh, I got a glimpse of it. But in my life, I've got to experience a lot of things that, that, that a musician wishes they could experience and never gets to. I've just been really, really blessed by being in places at the right time to experience things, you know. And, and it's not about being rich and famous or being a rock star and having your house on the hill. It's about those little experiences all over the world um, and, and connecting with people. When someone says, my wife put the gun down when she heard uh, uh, Summerland, you know, my son and I thank you with tears in his eyes. You know, when you hear a story like that, then you go playing for 150, 200, 300,000 people. It's just insignificant. You know, you just the balance of, of, of in my life, the balance of what I've been doing my whole life has been uh, the joy and the fun of it is trying to maintain that balance and not let anything take me too far this way or that way and ruin the pureness of what I'm, of me, of what I am and, and what I'm trying to do. You know, I don't want me to be tainted. 
I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to say what I say, regardless of what someone thinks. You know, I've had to go through that for so long. It's worrying about what other people think, you know, like we, a lot of people do. And I finally got to the point where I realized I have to be me because there's nothing wrong with me. And when I could, when I got to that place, then the freedom happened. And all of a sudden it's like, now I can go do, do what I do and, 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 and smile uh, in all the turmoil and the hate and the love and the downs and the ups, you know? Well, what's been the biggest hurdle in your life? I think the biggest hurdle for me was ex accepting my sexuality because I think the world accepts it more than I do. And, <laughs> and nowadays it's more accepted, but it's more like, you know, I, I don't want to put anything in anybody's face. You know, I just want to be me and, and not be afraid to uh, express my feelings, you know? So that's, that's a, it's, it's a fine line with that of honesty and, and um, what's the word for it? Restraint. <laughs> what is your philosophy on music? I only have one thing that I would say is philosophy. Yeah. Did I say that right? Um, my, uh, music teacher in college, uh, uh, my music theory teacher, my freshman year of college, first thing he said when we all sat down in class was, I want you to remember one thing, all rules in music are made to be broken. And that changed my whole world. Because at that point, I try to break everything I can break when it makes when I make music, you know, in my own little box, you know. I know a lot of people kind of associate y'all with more heavy metal, but I guess you were kind of starting that progressive metal scene, weren't you? Well, you know, we I think all three of us were into all different types of music, you know, I mean, from the Beatles to John McLaughlin, you know, and from Mahavishnu to yes, Kansas, uh, you know Led Zeppelin, you know um, all that stuff as for rock and roll, yeah, and Black Sabbath, and so we all kind of grew up on that kind of music. Me, Ty, and Jerry, both, all three of us, and so you know that's kind of I think where it all came from. I don't know, you know, we all contribute. I'm I'm the one that's always uh, pushing the envelope in trying to think outside the box um we all do but uh you know those guys are more busy you know taking care of families and raising kids and all kinds of stuff i don't do nothing but at home just trying to figure out how to how i can break another rule making music you know uh or 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 write a song that sounds almost exactly like something i already heard but put my own twist on it you know because that's basically what music is it's just us copying somebody else and and changing a little bit. Nobody's ever written anything original. You know, it's all just mathematically seven chords and seven notes and or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's all been done before. So, well, where I mean, am I? Got? I'm off on a tangent again. Where am I, going <laughs> I mean, personally, I love prog rock probably more than anything else. But I mm -hmm. listen to everything. Mm -hmm. If there was something unusual in your playlist that people wouldn't expect, what would it be? Oh, wow. I wish I had known that question earlier because I can come up with all kinds of things. 
Um, well, basically, my favorite, some of my favorite bands, stuff that I would take uh, on a desert island with me, most people have never heard, like Simple Minds of Sparkle in the Rain. That's one record that's probably, I can put it on today and get joy out of it. Um, see, uh, Comsat Angels, um, uh, called the record is called Land. And then there's another one called, um, actually it's two records by them that I would take on a, on a desert island. Then there's Captain Beyond, first record, uh, Dancing Madly Backwards, Sufficiently breathless, breathless. I can't remember the exact name of it, but uh, I would take that with me also. Cactus, first, no, second album, one way or another. Oh my God. Um, then we can go, there's a band called The Group from Australia that put one record out. I can't find anything on them. And it's still one of my favorite records in the whole world. So a lot of records that really changed my life well, and, and these are 80s bands more than anything, you know, because the 80s was when I really, um, I had left home and I was out on the road with King's X. We were doing our thing and it was just all this new music was happening. We were, uh, it, it was just a new era for me. Glam and hair metal was happening and I wasn't into it. And uh, but then there was this other thing happening across the sea, you know, the cult and Red Lori, Yellow Lori and Lebanon and you know, those kind of bands, U2 and The Cure, bands like that. So I embraced a lot of those bands, but the, it, 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 like a band called The Mission, and I've seen these bands live, and live, distortion, guitars wide open, rocking, you know? So I'm going, well, this is rock and roll. What are you talking about, you know? So, and that's what I liked it, because they, they could play, chords that had notes in them not just a chunk 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 not eddie van halen riffs but like uh like the mission played 12 string guitars through marshals that sounded like the birds on 12 you know and that's what i'm going let's push the envelope what the heck is this you know and that's what i love about creating music is taking different things and putting different things on top of them you know, I would love to, there's a, there's a uh, on YouTube, if you look it up, it's Meshuggah doing, what's the name of the song? Uh, Bleed with Lady Gaga on top of it. It's perfect. The chord changes, the vocal melodies, and I'm going, that's what I'm talking about. Take Meshuggah and put Michael Jackson on top of it. Come on, this that that would be badass. You can dance to it, bang your head to it, and hear something new. You know, I don't know. I, I just think that that music is such a it's just an exciting exploration adventure. <laughs> Do you have a website? Um, yeah, uh, dugnation.net. D U G N A T I O N. Net. Um, you can check me out there just to find out what's going on. And other than that, if anybody just uh, logs into their computer and Google Doug Pinnock, you're going to get so much stuff that you're going to kind of go, I'm bored. Is there anything <laughs> else? <laughs> Let's look at somebody else now. You know? It's like, yeah, my best in my worst moments. And, you know, I make no apologies. I am who I am. <laughs> And your social media. 
Uh, social media is Doug Pinnock, uh, Facebook, Doug Pinnock, Instagram, Doug Pinnock, Twitter. Um, yeah. yeah. And you said you got a new album that's going to be coming out? Getting ready to work on it. I mean, well, not work on it. I'm getting ready. I'm finalizing it for that way. Sorry, not getting ready. I'm getting ready to work on it some more when I get done. But uh, yeah, I got 10 songs and I'm just mixing and, you know, finalizing some things. I'm pretty excited about it. So, you know, another record, you know, I just keep pumping them out. And people that love what I do keep listening to them and, and you know, makes my day. Don't stop. I'll do the best I can. <laughs> Doug, thank you so much for coming on the show. You have no idea how much this means to me. Cool. <laughs> and I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the show, well, I hope you'll come back. Please hit that subscribe button for my regulars. You guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. And until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind oh, yeah. to one another. God mm -hmm. bless and peace.